What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager. Along with me, Tim Allersmeyer. Tim, how are you today? I'm excellent. There another day to be alive. Another day to put out another episode of value that I hope people enjoy. Ooh, we got a little excellent answer from our excellent <laughs> Tim today. Terrific Tim on the mic. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the show. Today, we cover a lot of good stuff. Um, I kind of recap my trip to Colorado, took a little vacation time uh, for myself, went out to Denver, saw a bunch of really good friends, was a good time. Um, then uh, get into, uh, actually before that, sorry, we start off talking about Eric Auday uh, on the Jordan Harbinger show. This guy was imprisoned in Pakistan uh, wrongfully uh, for a crime that he did not commit. He was used as a, a dupe, uh, so he did not know the crime he was committing uh, until he was caught doing it. Um, so we get into that uh, pretty extensively. And then uh, we also talk, uh, I refer to my Tanzanian friend uh, from the gym, uh, who always has some pretty good insights and perspectives uh, to give whenever we uh, get to talking. Uh, it always happens in the sauna. The sauna is where it goes down. Uh, Tim, what do we? What else do we get into? Yeah. Another reason why I really loved this episode is a lot of what we talked about kind of encompasses, like, the theme of our show in general. Um, Because what we ended up talking about as well is if you're at a point in your career where you feel like you're a little stuck, um, if you're starting to look at other options or think about starting a different path, we kind of talk about the right mindset to take when you're going out and doing that, whether it's applying for a different company just the right mindset and frame of mind and passion you should bring when going into that type of interview and conversation, as well as just conversations in general with people um, about talking about things you're passionate about, getting ideas from people, um, just different steps you can take to when you're in a situation where you feel like, oh, this is nothing as good as coming out of this, just to stay motivated to go look at other things and getting out of that rut. We, we, We touch on that, which is which I really enjoy talking about. Yeah, man. Uh, we always talk about on the show that people are the key. Be good with people, and you will win the game. Uh, so without further ado, really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We absolutely loved it. It was a fun time recording. Uh, so I hope you guys have fun time hanging out with us. Thanks. I just listened to Eric Auday from Jordan Harbinger, the one I sent you. I haven't listened to it yet. That dude did three years in a Pakistani prison for a crime he didn't commit. And I guess he did, uh, in one of the seasons on Locked Up Abroad, he did an episode, and I guess it kind of misrepresented a lot of things. And uh, he talks about people like, oh, did that really happen? Oh, were you someone's bitch in prison? He's like, look, this shit isn't bad enough. You think I'm a liar? And then you're asking me all this dumb question stuff. Like, I was in a Pakistani prison, one of the worst places imaginable, where they do nothing but hate Americans. He's like, this is a terrible country. I've seen it all. He, uh, he talked about one time he ended up flirting with this girl on a plane like from Dubai or something and uh, women left unchaperoned at night in Pakistan is crazy. So he ended up getting a ride from his hotel. The guy, he, he was uh, transferring leather goods. So this guy he knew from forever at the gym uh, was like, hey, I do these uh, leather good deals. I send people around the world, I pay the flight, I pay for lodging, I have my contacts meet up with you when you get to your hotel and they give you your spending money 
and they give you some details then when they'll meet up with you, you'll be with them most of the trip, uh, you know, and then I pay you. And uh, he's like, well, shit, get paid to travel the world, young guy, single, guy didn't drink, didn't do drugs, he was an actor, too. Um, what was his name, Jason O'Day? Eric O'Day. Eric O'Day. E-R-I-K-A-U-D-E. And, uh, yeah, this was a two-part podcast. And he was sent to Pakistan, which was a mistake. His guy, Ray, uh, messed up. Shouldn't have been in Pakistan. And so he obviously sticks out like the sorest of thumbs. And he gets to his hotel, contacts meet him, and they're like, all right, so Ray fucked up. You're supposed to go here. You're not supposed to be in Pakistan. And uh, he's like, all right, well, you guys have like spending money and all this. He goes, all right, we have some. And they gave him, I forget how many rupees it was. But it was equivalent to like maybe a few hundred bucks, like not much. And uh, they're like, all right, we're going to take off. He's like, wait, you guys aren't staying with me? And I'm like, no. And he's like, when are you going to be back? Like, when are you going to get me? And they're like, when's your flight? He's like, Friday morning. He was like, all right, we'll be back Friday morning. And don't leave the hotel. They told him not to leave the hotel. Of course he did, you know, went on a run, did this and that. So he meets up with this girl, gets her address gets a ride to her place and she's like oh I made big mistake I told my brothers about you they want to hang out with you and he's like well I'm not here to hang out with them I'm here to hang out with you but she had no more say in the matter oh she and was, she, she came was outside pawn. to get him she didn't have her oh I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy the proper name of it the, the cover for her face mm. she didn't have it um, and, uh, so I apologize to anyone who's listening in that culture not trying to kill it but um, yeah she didn't have her cover on and so that's a big thing and when he was going to hang out with the brothers they drove him around like oh that's our pizza hut that's this and that and what they wanted to do was find a girl for him but in Pakistan a girl is unchaperoned at night uh, males have the right to gang rape the legal right? so they were going out trying to find an unchaperoned woman so they could gang rape. That's mind-blowing to me. And I don't think it's a gang rape, but if, if a woman is unattended in broad daylight, I think there's something like with either her man or a man is able to do something similar. I might be messing that second part up, but that was very vivid in his story when he was on Jordan Harbinger was saying how he's like, that's fucked up. He goes, I wouldn't have let that happen. And luckily, we didn't find a woman because I don't know what I would have done. He's like, that's, you know, that's not right. He right. goes, but I'm also on my own in a country that's not mine where people hate Americans. <laughs> and so uh, he ended up, um, he was at an airport. Someone stopped him with his bag. And, uh, Come to find out, there was drugs professionally sewn in the suitcase. And so it goes into the details of that, his interrogation, his first few days in the prison, uh, the people he had contact with, and how he had to uh, learn to work the prison and learn language, befriend people, because people were trying to kill him. While in prison? Yes. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, people were, some guys would come up, Hey, what country are you from? And one time he said, uh, oh, America. Wrong answer. 
And uh, so he said there was another time in prison when someone comes up to him and is like, hey, what country are you from? And uh, I forget where he said, but someone's like, no, you're the American, aren't you? He says, no, man, I don't even look like that guy. That's not me. And they pull out the newspaper that had his picture with the guards in his first interrogation room at the airport. Because they had his arms around him. He thought he was going to be scot-free. He had all the information that he thought they needed. Didn't work that way. Oh, my gosh. So I, uh, in the podcast, it didn't go through how he got out. Yeah, that's my next question. So you got to watch watch the story. So I am really into that story right now. And I think I might rent it for like five bucks off Amazon this weekend. That's crazy. And watch it. Okay, I got to go listen to this firsthand now. We we should watch it this weekend because I am dying uh, to see how it happens. Was he getting emotional while he was talking about it? Oh, yeah. He talks about some things that he had to do to stay alive to other people. Um, How long was the interview? uh, I think it was total about three hours. Total for both parts? Close to three hours total, yeah. And, yeah, man, it's just... And he recommended this job, the same job to other people, family members, friends. And he was like, oh, my God, someone just has to call all these people to not do this so they don't end up getting caught again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he talks around and he goes, you know what? Out of my family members, because he referred, like, his brother to try it, and he goes, I'm glad it was me because I was the most fit for prison. Mm. It's wild. Dude, it blew my fucking mind. I'm like, three years in a Pakistani prison for a crime he didn't commit. He was a dupe for this guy. He didn't even know it. Like, a mule, you know you're muling drugs. Like, you know you're transferring drugs across borders, uh, driving it around the states, whatever. Like, there's drug mules all over the place. But a dupe is when someone doesn't know they're yeah. smuggling drugs. Did anything come back on the on the guy that sent him there? That, uh, they like, get into some of it, and Ray was not his real name. Mm. And I think this guy was Armenian, and his real name was a very, very common Armenian name. And so, but the, the same thing did happen to a Swedish girl, and she was released because it was fine, like, oh, his stuff checks out. Because no one believed this kid. Uh, people think, you're in prison, you belong there. Yeah. And he made the good point of, like, he goes, I think there's a lot of people that are in prison, and they shouldn't be, all over the world. Yeah, He's like, this think. happens all the time. Yeah. And he goes, if someone asks me to, like, move a couch, I'll say no. It's like, just what I have to do now, because I, I will not move anything yeah. for anybody because of this and he's like you just have to like be aware he goes it sucks but that's how you have have to be so careful it's like you never know what someone is using you for when they ask you hey can you can you uh, bring me this or hey can you move this for me he's like even if it's my friends like most of the time I say no and uh, so it sucks that's a world that we live in where people will use other people just like that and not give a damn what happens like that guy didn't care that this kid ended up in a prison mm-hmm. in Pakistan. Dude didn't care. Kept going along his way. Never saw him. That's crazy. Insane. Insane. What, I wonder what characteristics you 
need to have to be fit for prison. Oh my gosh, dude. I would love to talk to that man just to yeah. ask so many wild questions. Because, like, I feel like you have to be super smart mm-hmm. and strategic. And positive. Like, yeah. It's like playing chess. You get, like, his thing, he had to stay busy, so he made flashcards to learn the language. Mm-hmm. Then he found ways to, to get things. He made friends with certain people. Um, he made friends with two hijackers that they, they had hijacked a plane. They were responsible for killing two people on the plane. Commandos came in. I think they were Pakistani commandos. Mm-hmm. They killed 21 innocent people in the crossfire. And uh, so these guys were in prison. Eric found a way to get a cell phone in, and he found one spot in the prison where he could get a signal because he's like, we're in the middle of the desert. There is nothing. And so he got... These hijackers were like very high status in the prison. They had been there since it like first started, they were kind of left alone. People respected them. They got things. And if there were, like, huge fights and stuff, like, people would usually leave them alone. And he, uh, those guys hadn't talked to their families in 17 years. So he got them the cell phone. He's like, hey, I got this phone. He got it to them. He told them how to get the signal. And they were able to talk to their families for the first time in 17 years. Wow. So because of that, they adored him. So yeah. they, they kind of looked out for him. They were kind of his protection. Scratch scratch my back, I'll scratch The, guard, the guards about. helped the hijackers. They would have sold out Eric. So mm-hmm. he goes, I started getting things from them that they would get for the guards. The guards, were they just thought they were getting for the hijackers, not for me. He goes, then I found a way. He goes, I became the guy. And there's other things that other people do where they could get sold out. So... It's like you need to make sure you find the right people that aren't going to sell you out. Yeah. Because uh, he talks about uh, certain types of people. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, there's a certain religious person in Pakistan where they are never, like, searched into the prison. They're very respected. Mm. He's like, they're corrupt as hell. But they're very respected and never searched. And so he started using a religious person for a while too it's crazy I will talk about this for an hour so I'm going to stop yeah. there everyone needs to listen Jordan Harbinger show Eric Day. it's in his last like five most recent recent episodes it's two-parter and it is addicting to listen to some of it just like makes your heart sink for the man like oh that's crazy dude but yeah so I highly recommend and uh you know, you just got to be careful. It stinks. But you got to be careful. Yeah. And, I, yeah, the biggest thing I took from that is just make, make friends with the right people. Just yeah. know, like, make sure you know how to read people and see, like, if they're really out for your best interest. I think the best way to go about that is just work to give them value first. Work to yeah. give them what they – like, if you see someone that can help you, help them first. Right. Be the first one to kind of reach out and do that. Right. So you can – earn their trust right away and if it sounds too good to be true probably is yeah if someone offers you something where there's no downside do a little investigating how do you, what do you what, what types of like for like a snake oil salesman like that who like you can like what are some things that you think kind of signify someone that would be like that I don't uh, that's tough cause you're in sales mm-hmm. I was a little bit and 
I was comfortable with what I sold. Like I really believed in what I sold, like like mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just I can, I can read, see, and hear bullshit immediately. It's mm-hmm. weird. Like I can just get, get an impression on someone first five seconds of meeting. I'm like, am I gonna enjoy this person, put up with them, or just kind of talk to them and forget about it? Yeah. And so, like you can hear if someone is either way too smooth or like really uh, deflective with detailed questions mm. that's the, the, the thing if someone brings you that kind of opportunity ask very detailed questions like okay what has gone wrong here right in the past where or people there, have done this or there's no substance with what they're saying right there's no, really like, dig stories or examples to back up what they're saying and if like oh no no issues it's all good I pay you everyone gets paid and there's no problems it's it's just this is what it is. It's it's legal. I don't know. Listen for keywords too. Uh, things like, you know, um, I mean, take legal. If they say, "Oh, it's all legal," don't worry. That would be a red flag. If they say, "I believe." Yeah. I think. Um, or oh yeah, I never had any problem. Never. Yeah. Never. Who always. never has any problem? No one doesn't have problems. Right. Uh, all, and just, always is a word like if someone says always and I mean if if they're gonna have you transport anything whether to a different country or a state right next door make sure you know exactly what it is because you don't want to be a dupe and get caught up in the wrong system yeah so I wonder if he did he do any like research in terms of anybody else who's done the same thing like did he talk to anybody else that's worked I don't for this think guy because so, he knew this guy for a long time he oh, considered okay. him one of his best friends like met him from the gym originally uh guy was a big gym rat he's like dude i didn't smoke i didn't drink i just i loved the gym mm-hmm. and uh he's like this is someone i considered a a lifelong friend who had my back but he really just didn't played a role and uh so yeah Pretty interesting stuff. I uh, I might listen again, but one of my favorites that I think he has ever put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it was it was wild. I highly recommend. He puts out a lot of good stuff too. Yeah. So the fact, yeah, I'm gonna have to listen. And to it, that. it was ironic because as I'm finishing like part two, I'm sitting in the airport when I got back uh, on Sunday from my ride home, and I'm like, well, glad I'm just going home. Yeah, like it just kinda... made made me so appreciate American soil going mm-hmm. home. Uh, yeah, because oh, so for the listeners, I was on vacation, went to Denver last week, uh, my first vacation since starting my new job uh, as a rehab therapist. So it was a nice little break, and uh, it was strange. There were a few times where I was like thinking to myself, I wonder how the office is doing. Like I knew they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Both my docs are studs, but I was just like, I wonder how they're doing how the day is going, how the patients are doing, anyone flared up today. And I'm like, man, that is a 180 from my old job because I, I woke up miserable already. And when I went on vacation from that job, I was like, peace, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear from any of you. Like, so it was, it was a kind of interesting feel when I caught myself thinking, hoping the office was doing well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. That's when you know you care about your job, That's man. a game changer. Hell yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, went uh, went for about five days. 
and uh, four and a half ish. And so we uh, Wednesday night went to a, an Avalanche game. That was a lot of fun. They got smacked around by the Wild, but still a good game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thursday we kind of hung out and did whatever we wanted. Friday we drove to A Basin, rode A Basin. That was a lot of fun. And then Saturday rode uh, we rode Beaver Creek. And man, that place is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Not cheap, no, but gorgeous. And uh, man, I love it out there. It gets harder to come back every time. And if if I didn't have this job, I'd probably be close to being out there. Mm. But I love this job. And uh, I don't know if I've told you. I think I've, I've I've talked with my boss and flirted with him on the idea of hey, eventually we could open a summit out there. Oh. Because he, I mean, that's part of why it's called Summit. Because he loves out west. Yeah. About as much as I do. How long has Summit been around for? Uh, it's been in practice 11, 12 years. Okay. Yeah. So he was at it on his own for a long, long time before hiring on. Like he hired me, and then a month or two after that, he hired our second doc, who was the man. But Oh, so you were... Okay. So the first time he even hired someone at all... No, I wasn't his first. Oh, okay. His one before me didn't work out. Gotcha. And because uh, I was a patient for him first, mm. and there was, so I always went on a Friday because my old job I got done at eleven thirty on Fridays because I worked early and late leading up to it, and uh, there was a Friday I'm like I'm gonna drop my resume off at NIFS. It's uh, run by IUPUI, yep. the big gym downtown Indy, and. I knew that part of my resume had some training, movement background, and the other part, there was some business stuff, mixed the two. I'm like, I probably won't get a call back if I don't get to talk to anyone. Didn't get to talk to anyone. Had to leave my resume with uh, the receptionist. I'm like, well, that's a lost cause. Wasted my time today. And one week later, that very, very next Friday, is when I was sitting in a doc's office as a patient, and he's like, let me throw something by you. And I had no idea what he was going to throw at me. And he goes, I'm looking for a new rehab therapist. Do you know anyone? Um, I know you you know, you know, know a lot with movement. Uh, we've talked about that stuff. Uh, I'm like, dude, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. And we had a couple meetings uh, afterwards and started training on his short days after work on Wednesdays so I would take uh, PTO on Wednesdays from my old job to go train with him for my new job mm. that I have now I like that so a little serendipitous that's called being savvy with your time yeah he uh, he snagged me up yeah he definitely uh, copped me from my old job not mm-hmm. mad about it but I was like well played yeah well played but uh, you already had the trust factor because you were his patient exactly but then I was like okay this happened exactly one week after I dropped a resume off to just do part-time training just because I needed to get in the space again. And I was like, that's pretty pretty crazy that I put that out there. And in a week, I have something better than what I was looking for. The universe gives back. That's what Once I think, again. dude. That's what I truly, truly think is that you, you give effort and enough work towards something that you believe is your correct path 
because you really love it and you're mm-hmm. good at it. That's the yes, you need to love it, but you need to have skills. But and I'm not trying to build myself up, but it, it's just when you start to give towards that, I think you get more towards that. And I know we've talked about it on on the podcast when we had our first studio and that got shut down. Uh, That location closed up completely. And we're like, okay, now what? We either quit or we invest in our own stuff and we learn how to run it all Mm -hmm. because we had some good guidance. And so that was a good learner. No one owes us shit. But now what do we go? What do we do from there? And now here we are. We're still rolling and uh, we have our own equipment. And so we just, we have a little speed bump. Universe is going to give you those too. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to quit? Or you're going to drop some some money and keep pushing along for the value and sake of others? Yeah. And I just, I think there are a lot of those within your path too to separate those who are going to play at the top or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just maybe I think in really weird terms, but I think the universe gives back. I also think it challenges you, and it, it's your end result will be a, an accumulation of whether you went over those speed bumps or like ah, nah, forget. It, I'll try something else. Mm-hmm. So, f- for someone who's in the similar situation like that, where do you think they should start at? terms of if they're in a situation where they're looking for other jobs they're looking for something like going going beyond dropping your resume off somewhere like what are some some things that people can do in terms of giving to the universe and doing that give 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 i'd say starting you need to you need to know what you like mm-hmm. and what you're good at yeah. so you need to try a good amount of things mm-hmm. i mean i've done everything from detailing construction I was on a framing crew to sales and I'm a rehab therapist uh, so you, you know you go through a lot of different things I mean I had a lot of jobs through college and stuff and you know I tried the business thing man I didn't like that shit hmm. no and then I was I was personal training and and here I am and but I think it's uh, yeah I think you need to try things that you think you might be interested in things that oh I think I would like that go try it if you like it keep trying it if you don't like it at least you know something you don't like that's just as important because mm-hmm. I kept going through jobs like man I hate this I hate this I hate that's just as important because then you know what you won't settle for your next go yeah so then you know what you're not going to take in your next job so you you need to probe that in interviews too but I think just you need to search it out you need to find it Mm-hmm. It's not going to come to you. Mine sort of kind of fell in my lap after I put out the energy to search for it. So I think, you know, yes, send your resume out, but do it with an objective. Search mm-hmm. with an, an objective. Don't just go in a blind search. Oh, fun job, high-paying jobs doing this. No, see what someone is doing that you like and emulate that. Uh, reach out to them or or be like hey can I do something for you for free just because I want to learn those things like is that scary sure they just tell you no it's a quick answer keep moving Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah no I think you need to start with with 
a good objective of what you think you might like, how you can go about trying those things, and then seeing if there's a company who does that exact thing or things, if you can get paid that way doing it, or do you have to create it on your own? Mm-hmm. No one was going to pay us to come in their place and podcast. We got to right. create our own. That's a good point. We thought it was a good idea. We still think it's a good idea. I think it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, but no one was going to pay us to do that. Right. The eventual goal is to monetize. Mm-hmm. But no one was like we weren't going to go somewhere apply. Hey, can you pay us this salary to to run a podcast? No. So, uh, yeah, I think just having objective though. Don't go in blind. Right. Actually sit down, write things out. Like, I think I enjoy this. I know I enjoy this. Like, you love golf. Okay. How do you make money with golf? You do so many things about golf. Mm-hmm. I think it starts with how can I help people with this? Yeah. How can I How can I improve the world? Yeah. First thing that comes to mind is just giving people lessons, teaching people, teaching people the mental part. Yeah, there's more things. than just playing it. Yeah, teaching things that I struggled with, teach, like being able to take things that I learned myself and, and sharing experiences to others who are going through the same thing. Yeah. That's the first thing I can think of for that. Yeah. And that's the first thing everyone should do is t- have your objective, define what your objective is. And I get something around that objective has to involve improving the, the quality of life of someone else. Oh, yeah. Giving something someone that they didn't, that they either wanted or didn't even know they wanted at first, but realize because of you they can have it now yeah yeah there's that saying uh, I'm gonna butcher it but uh, when you help other people achieve their dreams you achieve yours mm. yeah true man. that true I mean I, I think about you know say say my my doc's position his dream was to grow his practice and it is he hired me on I help him manage a lot of patients we grow hired a second doc on he takes more patience we grow so like he's helping me achieve my dream I'm helping him achieve his dream and we're both working towards our end goals individually mm-hmm. so yeah you're ex- exactly right in your company you have to help them they help you they give you the resources you need to succeed you provide good results yeah I grow the company Exactly. In a small way. You are responsible. A big way. Mm -hmm. Every contract you sign, you grow the company that much more. So it's like, so what what you just said is exactly right because you're providing value. I mean, yeah, we get paid, but still. Uh, See what will be significant and valuable and useful to others and then you can start there. Mm-hmm. If it's going into a bigger company, see where, in your interview, see where they lack. Or when you search their website or this page or that page, see what sucks. And if you're really good at fixing what you think sucks, use that. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're applying for a marketing role and you think their ads are trash. Like, hey, have you ever thought about this? Need, you need a solution. You can't just be like, hey, your ad kind of sucks. Let me help make it better. No, just, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing this this way? Making mm-hmm. this kind of ad? What would you think about this? Shit. Make a template. 
Make an yeah. example. Put it in your professional folder that has your resume. Bring it, yeah, bring it to the And interview. the notepad that you're going to take all your notes on because interviewers love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you guys think about this? If they see someone already doing something for the company and they're not, e- not even hired, you just provided free value. And if you're really good, it'll look good. And they might be like, oh, this person has skill. And they showed us in the interview rather than just told us. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like, make yourself different. Right. And, sh- and you will live a different life. Yeah. And that shows that you you have genuine interest in the company itself. It's not just another interview for you. And Absolutely. And you're there for the right reason. Like, you're there. Like, your objective for being there in that interview and talking with that person goes further than actually being there to get the job. It, 100%. Yeah. And then... Uh, if shit, if you don't get hired doing something like that, you don't want to be there anyway. But you get hired, then you are their go-to person. And it's a good thing to be the go-to. I mean, that's how... The linchpin. You, you know things, and now people are going to know you, combine those two, and that's how you move up faster rather than going this department for this many years this department for this many years you know it's just it's terrible mm-hmm. hate the latter but uh, yeah if you, I don't want to compare it to a Pakistani prison but find your way to work the system in your favor and benefit not by taking advantage of others by helping others think about Eric Auday he helped two hijackers talk to their families for the first time in almost 20 years because he helped them first without asking anything they loved him mm-hmm. and they protected him they saved his life in prison so give value uh, first that's a little Classic little example. extreme yeah <laughs> but dealing uh, with hijackers I yeah think. right right but uh, same concept give the value show that you are valuable and skilled and knowledgeable uh, but yeah as far I know we got off way off tangent I thought that was good. On a tangent. Uh, But yeah, I think people need to find the objective, uh, find what they like, what they don't like. Write things down if you have to. Make sure you don't trade crap for crap within jobs. Don't just go from one corporate to the other. Make sure you know exactly what's going on, how people are managed, uh, how people like it or don't. Mm -hmm. Ask the hard questions. If there's something they don't want to tell you, you don't want to work there. Mm -hmm. Seek information in the right areas. Exactly. Because obviously, people are going to, like, there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, if you're applying for a company, there's a lot of moving parts. And right. Some people only have a certain level of vision of the rest of the company because of the position that they're at. Like, people in my company, they don't, like, the people who are higher up, like, they're not in the field. Like, they don't see a certain perspective that I do. Right. That's just a small micro example. But make sure you, like, talk to people who are kind of in your area that you would kind of work in and kind of relay like get information from them seek information in the right areas and see like hey how could I improve this situation and kind of relay that to yep. and and back to what McKnight said in his interview don't just approach someone with a problem approach them with the problem and then list two or three things of how you fix it I like what he said there I remember that yeah Jim McKnight what a stud mm-hmm you guys have not heard that episode us talking to jim mcknight go back listen to it you will not be disappointed i promise you 
vampire. He's he's just a machine. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I think. Uh, I well, I love that we ended up talking about that. Yeah, off Pakistan. I, and it's just I I think people just need to gamble on themselves a little more. Trust yourself a little bit. Like don't, you know, take things in your own hands. Uh, and and gamble on you because if you can't do that then what are you doing mm-hmm. if you like, can't gamble on your own self belief yeah what are you doing right because I mean if if you're perfectly happy with your situation and there's no complaints in life oh then disregard everything we just said disregard everything <laughs> we say but if you're at a point where like you're complaining about your life like you're going to die someday yeah. so change it today yeah and it's like, you know, it, it is very hard to go home and even start a side hustle doing anything for yourself after you spend an entire day doing something for someone else. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. You're drained. Yeah. You want to go home, sit on the couch, watch some Netflix, make some dinner, have a glass of wine, have a beer, whatever. But it's like, it is that time uh, that you need to just suck it up be like, okay. Let me at least do an hour of something. Just start small. Yeah. An hour of something. And then, you know, relax a little bit. Because you need to do that too. Mm-hmm. But starting small and consistent. Just small and consistent steps. But, uh, man, I just, I don't know, I get fired up. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, I, I'm surrounded by doers now. And it's it's very different because when I'm around them, all I can think is like, what else can I learn? What can they teach me to do my job better? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I not learn from from school or this or that? Or uh, you know, they, they teach me different techniques of things that because I didn't go to chiropractic school, they're chiropractors, but mm-hmm. they have certain ways of doing something. I'm like, that makes more sense to me doing it that way than what I was taught originally. Yeah, and it's just. Let's go get more. Let's go get more. Like, mm-hmm. it's thirsty for knowledge. Right. And that's the great thing. Like, in school, like, you, you're taught about it at the surface level. Like, you can't go and do it when you're sitting at your desk learning about it. Right. It's different. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, you got to teach the same curriculum to everyone. But mm-hmm. it's like, not everyone learns that way. Yeah. And so there, everything is hands-on. Yeah. That's how I learn is hands-on. Are, like, yeah, let me do it. Say, are, you, are you a hands-on learner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like. I cannot learn shit. I don't know. When I took calculus, I didn't learn that from the book. Mm-hmm. I had to go in early to my teacher, like even in high school, and like, look, I do not understand this via words. I need you to show me, tell me why we do this instead of that. Let me do it. Let me mess it up. Mm-hmm. Understand why I did mess up, and then I'm good. Yeah. And go go through the whole process yourself, too. Yeah. And then once I do it, I'm like, okay, do it a few times. And you have the process down. That's it. Mm-hmm. But I, I cannot learn that from a book. Right. Like, it was, I don't know what it is, but I'm a visual learner. I need someone to sit down, show me, and then I'm, I got it. Mm-hmm. And, and have someone show you from the beginning to the end. Exactly. Not just show you one part of exactly. it. Exactly. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. Like... We'll have trainings, me and both docs, we'll have a couple trainings a month where we'll go over 
say it's uh, nerves, uh, nerve gliders and tensioners and, and things like that. Or even as small as like, hey, try this kind of contact with your hand uh, as you shear through this muscle. Try it this way instead of that way. And, and it feels better for myself and the patient. It's better, more secure contact, uh, gets a little deeper, and I'm not trying to kill myself by muscling through trying to work it too hard. Mm-hmm. So just small things like that. And uh, it's just, you know, when, when I'm around certain people, when I'm around them, when I'm around you, it's just I am more motivated to work, keep getting after it, keep learning. And, uh, you know, I... I like it. It's addicting. Like, I have my, my free time. You know, I have my downtime. But, boy, it's hard. Once you get in that, that mode, mm-hmm. it's like, let's go to work. Let's go to work. Hey, where you been? Dude, I've been grinding all day. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I I'm like hungry, it. I love for it. more knowledge. I want some more of it. I try so hard. Sorry. I want some more of that grind. <laughs> I don't think they say that in that country, so. They should change. They should, they should have a remix. Remix, remix country. Well, they did it with Cruz. I did like the original version. Then they did it with Nelly, and I like Nelly, and I like Florida Georgia Line. Just not together. Aren't there like? I'm not a big country fan. Yeah. But I feel like country is kind of di- diverged into two different things. Like the 2K country. Like the, the what? Like people talk. So someone dropped out the other day. 2K country. Like you know how you have the old style country. And you kind of have like this new age of oh, yeah, country like music the, with the, 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 tech, the techno, technological. Yeah, that's not country. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get your opinion on that because I know you, you listen. There, there's, there's some <sighs> where I'm like, okay, that's their style. I shouldn't hate on it. Uh, and then there's some where I'm just like, that is so far away from country. It's only country because of your name and prior records. <laughs> but... You know, everyone's got their different different style. I'm not trying to hit on that, but it's just I don't I don't like some of the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I still like someone someone with a little twang in it. Or hell, man! I mean, over the weekend we were listening to Johnny Cash and Hank, like old Hank. And between that, then we go to CCR, and it's just I don't know. Country is way different, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, country is way different right now. Well, you've always you've, you're a true to the core country fan. I, I probably became a country fan in high school. Yeah, junior year of high school, mm-hmm. went on this Kairos retreat, and because uh, I went to Catholic uh, high school. Okay. And each uh, there were student leaders, about five or six of those, and then uh, teacher leaders. So there was a uh, was it three days, three days, four nights. Yeah. Um, and, or no, opposite. Four days, three nights. There we go. And, you know, yes, God was involved, but you, everyone talked about some really deep, deep shit. Like, I heard, you know, things that I can't share with a name, but some, some people I knew that tried to really hurt themselves. Or other people that had, they were scared to just do this. Or, you know, things from the older leaders that you never knew. And it's, it's perspective. Like, yes, it was kind of faith-driven, but it's also finding yourself. And so within those talks, everyone had a song before and after they gave the talk that kind of related with what they were 
what their message was. And someone had a country song, and it was uh, Letter to Me. And then everyone had a printout of the lyrics. You could follow along. And I was, I was reading and listening to Letter to Me, and I was like, man, there's something about like this kind of music that's like true and deep and just it hit me right. That's amazing how you can cite the exact moment. When, yep. That's cool. That's, that's a, when I became a country fan. What were you feeling at that moment? That it was just genuine. That it was that. Yeah, you, it, you it was to, just you had a personal connection with it. Or yeah, what? It just it hit me, and it, it was about being a better, better me, and how I'm still a long way from doing that, even to this day. And it was just the message that particular uh, individual gave that day, what he talked about, and then with kind of the whole weekend, but him being one of the first people that threw a country song out there and I was never a big country fan I was like yeah yeah it's whatever but it was like that made me listen to it differently mm-hmm. maybe that's what it was I listened to it with a different intent and got a different style of song first that was just it was the, the right song the right time and the right words and I was just I became a country fan since then I love it I mean, I listen. Oh man, I love house music. I love uh, some hip hop and rap. I don't like it all, man. I think some is trash. Yeah. But you know, I think it's all how, how much sexist, racist stuff is thrown out in modern day rap. It's like, yeah, y'all listen to all this too. Yeah, isn't it interesting though? Like people that have big platforms, like athletes, uh-huh. how they're outspoken against domestic violence or whatever or yeah. disrespecting women or equality but like yeah. this music, some songs the I music hear, they listen the music listen to is the exact opposite yeah yeah I've not, not every artist that. not saying every artist but right. yeah there's a lot of it right here and I'm just like no one makes a big deal about that why mm-hmm. and I don't know why yeah because that's in more ears than any anything mm-hmm music yeah and it's not like it's not even like the fact that someone's buying into the whole message like they may like a song because of the beat they may like a song because of the motivation or story behind it they may like it because of the artist but like one part of the song may say this and you just brush over it and like yeah you disregard it yeah and I've done that like I'm, I'm not saying I have never done that before like I've listened to songs and like songs that May at one point, I mean. Oh, me too. Oh, absolutely. But like at the same time, it's just interesting how that, just that concept. Yeah. I know. I'm a I'm a big like J Cole Logic mm-hmm. fan. Uh, J Cole's performing at the NBA All Star Game halftime. Just found that out today. Wow. A reason to watch the All Star Game now. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no I was gonna watch it anyway. But I think it's. I cool. mean, but then like you know, real recognize real. I liked my Fifty, my Ti, you mm. know, NWA. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of messages in in some of those artist songs that are not, you know, positive. And so, but I, I'm but not saying I'm time. yeah, I'm not saying I'm perfect. But I still like, you know, some of the jams. And mm-hmm. you know, when if I do hear a, a a line, a lyric where it's like, really, like why is no one making a stink on that? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll try to catch it. But it's, I mean, I still like the music. I like good messages. Like I said, there's some songs that I dig mm-hmm. that 
they're not good for anybody. <laughs> right. Gotta get pumped up, baby. That's right, man. Gotta get in that mindset for the gym. Yeah, so... Yeah, you gonna hit the gym after this? Yep. I've yeah. been... Today, it's like negative 10 degrees, so I've been Before stuck... Before windchill. Yeah. I've been stuck stuck in the house all day doing work, so... Yeah. Coming was, here to this interview was the first time was negative, I've been out of the house today, so I'm excited 30, to go there. Negative 34 when I left the house at like 7.45 or 8. Yeah, I bet it was... Brutal. How long did you give your truck to start before you got in it? Oh, I, I started it probably five minutes before I got in it. I was good to go. Good. But, man, I had to move slow still. Like, I couldn't, like, slam on the gas. I was like, man, everything is just probably taking a little longer to warm up. One roommate's truck didn't start, so he didn't go to work. Another, oh, Jimmy. Another's a teacher, so he didn't have oh. he didn't have work. And uh, I was just like, ah, I hate all of you. <laughs> But uh, now it's a good day, productive. Yeah, I got the gym in before this. Oh, I talked to my, my boy John from Tanzania. Oh. Had another conversation with him. Yeah, so this this uh, middle-aged guy has family and stuff from Tanzania. And I haven't talked to him for a while because I go in early in the mornings. And he, he's usually there like early, mid-afternoon. And so... Wednesdays and Fridays are my half days at work, so I went to the gym before here and saw him working out. I'm like, I bet you I'll see him in the sauna. And sure enough, uh, I'm going in the locker room. I see him, and uh, I get in the sauna. Bunch of people in there. He comes in uh, for a while, and people start leaving. And it's finally me and him, and he's got his headphones in still. And I go, John. And he, he takes his headphones out. I was like, John, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I go, it's Colin. Uh, last time we, we spoke, we were talking about uh, the depiction of countries via via movies. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. How, how you been, brother? And I'm like, dude, I'm good. I was like, I changed up my, my workout times to early in the morning before work. It just it's what fits my schedule better. And uh, so we, we get to talking. And he was talking about Tanzania because I told him I was like man I was just on vacation he asked what was up and you know he's doing well and stuff and uh, I was like man it's gorgeous out there on the mountains like you go up the chairlift it's quiet like it is quiet and you feel the wind you see the mountains around you and you're like no man made any of this minus the chairlifts but like no one made this and you get the top you see the top of all the peaks and it's silent. It's like, you know, people carving down, but it's like you just take a moment like, wow, this is real. Mm -hmm. And so then we start talking about how it'd probably be pretty hard because he's been to, like, Wyoming. He's got family. Who's got, they got this big house in Wyoming. Uh, they have their food. They have their trucks, their four-wheelers, all this. And he's like, you know, you guys don't want to be you know, closer to people or anything because his culture is, like, very people-oriented. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we have everything we need. And I'm like, I don't know if I could live that way longer than, like, you know, a vacation time. But uh, it led to him saying how you know, we're so dependable on everyone and everything else. And in Tanzania, there are places where people have to farm their own food. They want to make money. They need to 
either sell that or do something else to sell at markets and stuff. And it's just like, gave me an interesting perspective of how much resource we have at our fingertips all the time. I got a patient, her son is doing a couple year mission trip and uh, he uh, came home and was just distraught by clean running water. Just amazed. And had a soft bed, had a warm, warm house. And it made me think, uh, you know, you have like the aunt and uncle that aren't blood, but your parents have known it for so long, mm-hmm. or their, their family. So I end up uh, actually seeing uh, their son. I ran into him at the gym today, but he did a bunch of Haiti trips because he's in med school, he's in rotations. Brilliant kid. Uh, scholarship for undergrad, scholarship for med school. He's crazy smart. And uh, so he would do these Haiti mission trips and at a time wanted to be a full-time doctor in Haiti. I think him and his wife are going to stay in the States now, but she did those trips too. And one time my Aunt Cheryl, she was uh, telling me, my mom, that when he got back after one of those trips, they went to the grocery store just get a few things and he just broke down started crying and it was because he looked at how many options we have for everything and we have everything at our fingertips eggs milk cheese bread uh, this food whatever we can get whatever we want get any type of cliff bar you want yeah you have 18 Luna bar fucking flavors <laughs> in a row on the shelf I mean, how many different types of teas do we have at our, our respective homes to drink? Yeah. And so then it's like, wow. Some countries struggle with running water. I can go to this faucet out in the studio, just get a clean, clean glass of high-quality H2O. Man, they work hard for halfway decent drinking water. And then we use how much water to take a bath, shower... It's like we we belittle so much, but it's like man, today I was super grateful to have working heat in my truck, or that my truck turned on. Mm-hmm. My my roommate's truck did not even turn on. Yeah, he couldn't go to work. My truck at least turned on. Then it has heat. It's crazy, right? It's like we hate on so many things like I know nothing nothing's ever going to be perfect I know there's this issue and that issue going on there's always going to be issues no one's ever going to be happy but people can be a lot happier if you start in a place of gratitude and I know we've talked about it we do our morning and night gratitude journal entries but it's like how happy are you about that warm blanket on your bed Mm -hmm. or how soft your mattress is you know, just like, let's start there instead of like, oh, forget this person. Like, he believes this or that, or she did this or that, or said this. It's like, yeah. Yeah, running water. <laughs> yeah. Everything is relative. You have a house or some type of roof over your head, I hope. Mm-hmm. Heat, air conditioning, water, booze, snacks, meals. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Then it's like, like we have, we have all this equipment, all this surplus. 
So I don't know. It just like after what he was saying, it made me think of how other countries still don't have ten percent of what we do. Right. It's like I know no country is perfect. Every country makes mistakes, but we have it pretty damn good in America. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for those celebrities who said they were going to leave to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where let's, are they let, now? Let's see how you fare somewhere else. But uh, I don't know. It's just it, 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 always, it always hits me when I talk to my guy John because he has some fresh perspective, and I know it's because he's from a different country. And a, and a tougher one to be in in that. Mm-hmm. And so it's always, it's a treat for me when I get to talk to him and uh, or if I have a really good conversation with Sona that goes that way, then I'm just like, man, that person with their headphones in just missed out on a real life lesson. Free of charge. Like, yeah. I don't know, I've been trying to do that more as pause when I'm listening to the sauna. I mean, if I'm by myself, yeah, I'll listen to podcasts or if there's, like, one other person, they obviously don't want to talk, whatever. But if you can get to a decision maker, a lot of decision makers happen in Solomon's. Yeah. You talk to a lot of interesting people in Solomon's, uh, male or female. And so uh, I've been trying to make a point to do that a little more because one of my patients, he goes, man, I, I don't mind paying, you know, a few extra hundred bones a month for – a good gym membership where I'm going to meet some people, like some real important people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. Because this guy, he's he's a driver, man. He just, he's super smart. He gets it. He's, a, he's like, I can't talk to someone without building my business. I'm like, whoa. It's a different outlook. Yeah. Like, he is always working. Like, you know, we, we joke around, but that was just a different little nugget I took. I was like, okay. Maybe I need to talk to a few more people in the sauna. Yeah, that that goes back to what Brody Meyer said in, in his interview <coughs> with me. us. I like what he said about every interaction is meaningful and is, is important in some way. Yeah. That reminds me of what that guy just said about yeah. every conversation could help build his business. So, and you, yeah, that's that's just a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, like I still listen to my, my podcast yeah. or music, you know, but if. If I catch wind of like a, a decent conversation or someone just, I don't know, sometimes you just catch a vibe, you know, someone mm-hmm. walks in and you're like, catch the wave. Man, I, for some reason, I need to talk to that person. Sometimes I'll, I'll just have random feels of like, I need to talk to them today. Mm-hmm. And uh, you never know where it goes. You might be having a real shitty day. You talk to that one person, it's like, well, all right. Kind of feel a little better. Kind of got my mind off everything else and go about my day there you go but yeah so man got on I got on some rants today I enjoy I enjoyed it <laughs> fueled a, Tim fueled, is there anything you want to talk about <laughs> fueled a very good conversation no I, th- I, well, I I just love sitting back and listen and just asking you the questions and hearing what you had to say and I think uh, it's kind of counter, counterintuitive to think about but I think adversity while it's a, while it's bad in itself because shit's getting thrown at you, it fuel like the adversity fuels your motivation to get out of the adversity itself, and I think that's why at you least find, I hope it does. Yeah, that's and that's why you find like 
people in countries like that they just work harder because they have to work harder for things yeah because they're faced like I think that's why you see immigrant entrepreneurs do so well yeah over there. yeah that's what I was yeah Pedro's Koulian Gary V mm-hmm. just name a couple higher names but yeah uh, Robert is it DeJoria DeJoria clothing line partnered up with Paul Mitchell and, oh yeah I remember you know, talking about that and uh you just, I feel like you read a lot of, I mean, there's success stories everywhere, domestic too, but you do see a different drive from immigrants, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they know nothing. Like, I mean, they, they know not having, like, much. That's what I mean. Like, they know a lot, and not having as much as we did as kids is one of those things they know really well from the people that I have listened to and watched and, and read about. And I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. The transition, just going from what they had to kind of what they have yeah. now. They had zero entitlement. It fuels it. Zero entitlement. It's like, all right, well, I don't want to live like that my entire life. Let's see what I can do. Yeah. And I think it all starts with gratitude too. You talked about it, just being, being thankful. I think any first step towards something meaningful, whether it's your side business or anything it's just being grateful for even the small things and everything's relative like like those people in Tanzania like their level of gratefulness for what they have is different for for what we have because for them they're probably just grateful to be alive and just be able to get up and do what they love like for us we have much more things to be thankful for I think they're happy when their their crops do well yeah we're happy when our favorite yogurt is back on the shelf. We're happy when we, when we get a hundred likes on our photo. Like it's oh, don't even get me started on likes like, on photo. Do not even get me rolling. Yeah, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's all relative. That's just interesting to me. Yeah. So, man, the likes on the Instagram that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, fuck all that noise. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's a, it's a good day. Mm-hmm. Really weird, productive, good cold day. Mm-hmm. With negative forty for an appetizer, entree and dessert today. Oh yeah, because it didn't get any nicer. Yeah, you got your workout in. Yeah, that's the so, bonus. So, yeah, here we are. <coughs> man, I've been hacking around. Sorry, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed uh, what we hit on today. I really liked it a lot. Yep. Sorry for a little congested. I know I sound a little nasally folks oh you're good I uh I don't know I think I might have got something picked up a little something uh, from the cold weather perhaps but uh on the mend I think drink some tea tonight yeah that I've been hydrating like crazy been uh taking my Zycam tablets get them from CVS called Zycam and uh just let them dissolve they taste citrusy kind of nice and do they help me like nothing else like forget forget the cough advertisement Oh yeah, no free ads. Forget <laughs> forget the cough drops, man. Put his iCam tablet, couple a day, one before bed. Woo! Get you right as rain. But you gotta catch it early enough. Mm-hmm. You can't be like full blown sick. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little late to the party. <laughs> but I think it helped maintain a little bit. Yeah. Alright, brother. Just think about wrapping this bad boy up. Yeah, I'm good. Alright, everyone. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, I think we got on some pretty good rants. Uh, I know I'm biased, but I think we had some pretty good rants. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
really hope you took away some uh, some good knowledge nuggets here. Uh, Tim and I talked about uh, kind of array of things kind of all over the board here, but a lot of good things I think that are applicable to not just ourselves, uh, to a lot of people struggling uh, as well, whether it's career, uh, relationship, just life in general, or you're just not sure what to do. Uh, Tim, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I mean, if you if you really enjoy this episode and related to something or it made you think of something that happened to you in your life, give us, give us a review, give us a comment, let us know what's going on in your life. Cause we want to build relationships with you at the same time. That's why, that's why we're doing this in the first place. So love it. Is that, is that an ad? <laughs> no free ad, <laughs> no free ads. Uh, yeah. But seriously, go to iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> give us a review. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Spotify and our website as well. Uh, we're working on some other channels, uh, to be on, but uh, yeah, give us a little, as Gary V would say, a little likey like, a little sherry share, <laughs> a little subscribey scribe. Uh, we would really appreciate all those things. Uh, let us know uh, how we're doing, what we can do better. Uh, thank you again, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.